In today's episode, I speak to Mike Holmes, financial planner at Riley Wealth Management, which is a managing partner practice of St. James's Place. They are located in Nottingham and have been in operation since 1999. We talk about his career journey so far and about how he became gripped on his mission to make a difference to people's lives by enabling them to make better financial decisions. We discuss the financial sector as a whole and how he's able to manage the portfolios of his clients in a world that seems to be ever-changing. In our conversation, he'll reveal how a financial planning company such as Riley Wealth Management operates in reality, and he gives his take on how people should invest for the future. All of that coming up. Welcome to the Visibility Agency Business and Marketing Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Visibility Business and Marketing Podcast. I'm joined today with Mike. Uh, Please introduce yourself, Mike. Hi guys, I'm Mike Holmes and I'm a financial planner at Riley Wealth Management. Awesome, thanks so much. So uh, yeah, Mike's joined us today um, and he's going to talk a little bit about what he does and his journey um, in his career. Um, just for, for the audience, you know, me and Mike go a long way back. We met at school together, didn't we? Um, we've known each other a long time, but it's been a while since we've spoken. Yeah, it's been it's been too long, to be honest, George. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, you know, we've had a catch up recently and uh, and I thought it would be good to to get you involved because I know you've got a lot of good things to say and a lot of value that you can bring to to our audience. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to to uh, hear about your journey and everything. So thanks for taking the time. No, so Mike, no firstly, please introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about what you do day to day and what you do outside work. Yeah, so um, I'm a financial planner at Riley Wealth Management. Um, I've been in the industry for around about a decade now. Um, I know a few clients that have just got off my paper round, um, but, you know, just, just good skin. That's all it is. Um, in terms of the day-to-day job, um, I, I, I meet with existing clients. Uh, we, we review their circumstances to ensure that what they've got with us remains suitable and that it remains in line with exactly what it is that they want to do with it and with their goals. Um, Obviously, um, you know, client circumstances, they change year to year, day to day, some clients. Um, So it's important that we do review them um, to make sure that it remains in in line with everything pretty much. Um, I obviously meet with uh, new clients as well. Um, You know, as the days go by, um, I'd probably say probably 80% of new clients have, have done a bit of background or at least some kind of self-investing. Um, and that's fantastic, you know, because it, it elicits new conversations and different conversations client to client. Each client has their own thoughts, their own preferences. Um, so, you know, it, it keeps me on my toes and keeps me fresh, which is which is great. And um, that's why you're looking so young. So tell uh, us a little bit about what you do outside of work and then we'll get into Riley Wealth Management in a bit more detail. So, um, yeah, maybe let's touch on this. Yeah. So I'm sure as as you're very aware, I'm a very keen Chelsea fan, (laughs) Um, lifelong Chelsea fan. My my dad brought me up well. 
Um, I try and watch them as much as possible. Yeah, <laughs> I try and watch them as much as possible. Um, but you know, I've, I, I, I'm a big lover of sports. Um, it's a huge passion of mine. So, you know, I've got into American football over the last five or six years. Um, it's a couple of late nights that one, um, but I try and keep up to date with it as much as, as possible. Um, and we've got a little dog as well. Uh, we've got a rescue dog. Um, she's a whippet. She's called Clover. Um, she takes up quite a lot of my time when I'm at home and not seeing clients. And sometimes she does make herself heard in meetings and interviews and over podcasts such as this. So if you do hear from her, I apologise, George, um, but there's not much I can do about it. No problem. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate you're a Chelsea fan, but, you know, we invited you on anyway. Um, that's fine. We have to uh, give keep an even hands, let's say. Um, so, okay, tell me a little bit about the company that you work for, Riley Wealth Management. Um, tell me kind of a little bit about what they do, like specifically who they help, what's kind of your your the, the main kind of core people that you help uh, and how you help them. Um, that would be uh, interesting. Sure. So um, I joined Riley's uh, at the start of last year, um, January 2022, and the, the, the practice was founded in 1999, so quite a way back, um, by our CEO, David Riley. Um, since we were first founded, um, we've obviously grown. And now we offer um, quite a comprehensive range of services um, to an all manner um, of different people. So that can be business owners, retail clients, professional clients, sportsmen, etc. The team at Riley's is made up of financial planners like myself, power planners who do a lot of the research and all the technical work behind the scenes and writing the reports. They also deal with compliance. There's managers, obviously and administrators as well um, and everyone pulls together um, to do an absolutely fantastic job um, at the heart of everything is obviously our clients at the forefront of everything that we do um, and in total in terms of staff there's there's just over 40 of us at the moment um, but there's there's a few others that are that have recently joined um, so that number is is, is growing Okay, so we're going to come back uh, to the company uh, a little bit later on uh, with a bit more detail in terms of challenges and things. But let's let's talk about you, Mike. So about your career, maybe you'd like to touch on a little bit of like where you come from in terms of your career and how did you get to the position you're in? So because a lot of people listening, um, you know, they, they, they kind of potentially might want to get into the financial industry. Um, they might want to learn a bit more about what it takes to get there. But it's also interesting for, for business owners as well, um, just to learn about kind of your journey. So tell them a little bit about that. Sure. So um, when, I, when I left school, I, I essentially had a choice to go one of two ways. It was either business and finance, because I enjoyed the business side of schooling, or it was sport. And as I've already mentioned, sport is a huge passion of mine. Um, and when I spoke to to family members at the time, they said, you know, follow your passion, do what you, you know, do what you want to do as a young kid. So I did, went to university, uh, did a degree in sports science, um, got borderline two one first at the University of Bedfordshire and absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. Unfortunately, um, when I came out of university, um, I kind of realised it wasn't the sector that I wanted to go into for numerous reasons. Um, but also, 
uh, a close family member of mine made uh, quite a bad decision with some money. And I wanted to know why and what they'd done and learn a little bit more about it. So uh, I kind of went back to my schooling days and, and thought, you know, you, you enjoyed business, you enjoyed finance back in school. So so why not kind of tie those two things together and, and learn a bit about where, where, you know, my family member went wrong. Um, so I did a bit of research into the industry and, and really see how I could get into the industry and, and managed to get a job um, as a graduate financial advisor. Um, what that meant was that I, I joined the company, went in there as 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 a, as a as kind of like a lower level power planner um, in the office, spending spending a few years learning all about the industry, um, getting some experience under my belt, um, doing my qualifications, and also going out with advisors. To, uh, to 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 meet clients, but not give advice. So it's more in a passive sense. I just kind of went out into the meetings for the experience. I found that those, yeah, those early years in terms of coming in with kind of limited knowledge was that like just a big learning curve and just listening a lot. Yeah, huge. And and you know, I, le I learned at that point very early in my career that every single client is different. You know, whilst the solutions clients can be fairly similar client to client whether or not that be an ISA or a pension or whatever it might be every client is different and it's important for advisors power planners administrators anyone in the industry to really understand that you know really get down to the bottom of what makes that client tick and what keeps them up at night as well because if we can if we can match those two things together and stop those worries and meet client goals, then for me, brilliant. You know, it's a fantastic outcome. So during that role, um, I, I worked my way through the business and um, became a, a full time power planner in the role, which was doing all the research, writing the reports for all the all the advisors. And um, I, I moved from from that company and became more of a, a senior member of the power planning team at a new firm. And, and they built a number of specialisms. Um, I specialised in providing pension advice um, or, or helping advisors provide pension advice. And um, looking at the technical aspect of pensions and investments um, because they can become quite technical um, for certain clients. Um, whilst I was there, um, I sat on the investment committee um, and managed twenty-three million pounds in client assets directly with fund managers, wow. and that for me was absolutely brilliant experience, absolutely fantastic. Because in my, in my stressful, yeah, very stressful. <laughs> but it was fun. You know, I enjoyed it. I enjoy numbers. I enjoyed that side of the, that side of the industry as well. So. You know, to, to, to have that experience in my belt of going out with advisors and, and seeing clients and, and that personal side, but then also getting, you know, what was probably two years experience sat in an investment committee, managing client funds directly um, with the fund managers and meeting fund managers and seeing what they do day to day built phenomenal experience for me. Absolutely phenomenal it was. Um, I specialised on the investment committee in fixed interests or bonds. Um, you probably heard in the news very recently about bonds, Bank of England and the Quartang budget. Um, 
but but yeah that that kind of that kind of side of things really really drove me and and really helped me become the advisor that i'm now John, John. And, and when you've got that when you've got that background and that standing and you've learned from other people uh, you know in our industry for example when we're speaking to clients the more knowledge we have the more clients we work with the more we're able to provide a better service so i imagine that some of that like applies in the financial sector too absolutely yeah absolutely you know um you know we, we've, we've we've all seen what's happened since covid you know there's there's been quite a lot of market movement since covid um and and some clients that really worries them you know and it's it's my job to 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 really you know hit home with those clients and explain to them in a completely normal way jargon free what's happened why it's happened and what the impact is and most clients aren't too bothered about why it's happened all they want to know is what's happened and what's the impact to me John, and if you can tie those, those are the two things, things you can control right because yeah yeah and and if you can tie those things, two things up and explain to a client that it's not actually you know as bad as the news is saying mm-hmm. uh, you know there's 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 really you know nothing to worry about for them and that it's always it always comes down to to good planning which is what we aim to do um and taking that long-term approach and then obviously at the start of last year um i i took the 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 jump into becoming a, a financial planner um and if i'm completely honest with you i've not looked back now meeting clients day to day you know hearing clients thoughts dealing with client queries it's absolutely brilliant actually nice uh, yeah yeah i mean when you help people you you kind of you get this 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 good feeling and, and i imagine that's one of the reasons you like working with clients and um, i i certainly wouldn't change that so in terms of i mean you've kind of briefly touched on this but in terms of the industry in general what kind of would you say is the most interesting and unique part of of uh, of the industry probably how vast it is to be honest the the industry of financial services is you know monumental it's huge you've got you've got credit services you've got you know mortgages investing pensions you know you could probably bring citizens citizens advice into that with guidance um you've got state pensions as well you've got commercial lending commercial investing business side of finances with turnover and of course you've got protection with life insurance group life insurance critical illness it's it's huge and it's vast and often you know you'll find an advisor that specializes in one of those things maybe two of those things and because it's 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 incredibly hard to keep all of that knowledge in your head at one time with with all those services and all those things we can provide so you know you'll often find that advisors will have that that niche and that could be investing that could be pensions it could be inheritance tax planning but one of the one of the good things about being part of st james's place is that they have fantastic technical support. So if I, you know, I, I have, I like to think I've got incredibly good knowledge around most areas in financial services. But if a client asks me a question that I, I'm not too sure of, or it's not on the top of my head, I'll be very, very upfront, and I'll say, I, I, if I'm honest, I, I'm, I'm not too upfront. I'm not, I'm not too okay with that. But what I will do, and what I'm able to do, is go away, 
ring technical at St. James's Place who can often pick up the phone straight away. They give you an incredibly complex, complex and comprehensive answer. And then you're able to de deliver that back to the client almost the same day. But it condense that into something that the client understands. And that's yeah. where your relationship comes in. Exactly that. Exactly that. Nice. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's absolutely fantastic that the industry is so big, but it's also really important that you've got that support network behind you as an advisor to be able to continue to provide such a brilliant service to clients. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that is certainly uh, the case. In terms of when we, we have, um, you know, digital marketing is a huge place too. And, and when we don't know the answer to things, we have to take the same approach. But with you, you've got that support. With us, we, you know, we have to do our own research, which can take time. But, you know, we get the answer eventually. But that's good that you can provide that level of service and get that answer as, you know, very quickly to them. Yeah. So then they can make those decisions. Because I suppose time is probably um, time is money, as they say. So um, it, it's important to be able to make uh, those decisions maybe quickly, but with the full knowledge behind that it's the right decision, I suppose. Um, exactly that. Exactly that. And, you know, you can... I could have I could have six, seven, eight, nine, ten queries from clients, and if if each of those is taking me a day or two to find out the answer by doing my own research, well, that's not providing a very good service as far as I'm concerned. Whereas, sure. you know, if I can find the answer out in a fifteen minute phone call with technical, because of the support that I, they provide, then that service then knocks on to the clients, and I'm able to provide that much higher level service uh, because of that. That's great. Um, in terms of then the big, biggest challenges that you've faced kind of in your career in general uh, and potentially in your role at the moment, what would you say those kind of challenges are? Or maybe the biggest? We've got to pick one, actually. Sorry. Yeah, so uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult to, to pick one, okay? There's, there's been a lot of challenges over the last 10 years. But for me right now, the biggest challenge is probably something that none of us can control. And that's investment markets. Okay. We we've seen not only in this country, but globally, worldwide, that investment markets struggled following COVID. Okay. And you know, there's there's it's kind of a double-edged sword, really. You know, we always talk about spreading risk and diversification when it comes to you know managing client money. But when you go through the the period that we've had in the last two to three years. It's, it's incredibly hard to provide um, growth, ongoing growth in those kinds of circumstances. A lot, a lot of clients found that in 2020, the year of COVID, that that portfolio has pretty much re remained stable and they saw no growth, which was fine because we all knew what we were going through in 2020 and you know, nowhere was open. and We were unable to spend money apart from going on online, doing some online shopping. And then... 2021 we'd obviously all saved a lot of money and we're able to go out and spend it and, and enjoy ourselves following that but this last year i keep saying this year with 2022 last year last year last year was incredibly difficult for markets you know we still you know we we had the the, the unfortunate incredibly unfortunate um invasion of ukraine um and multiple things that happened in this country um, and then also other things that happened around the world with inflation, gas oil prices, and, and of course, China have only recently opened up following COVID. 
So when you tie all those things together, you know, diversification as a piece kind of gets hit. Okay, and 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 it's incredibly hard to find that growth. But what things, what what past performance tells us, and past performance is absolutely no indication of future performance, that over the long term, if you're invested well, you should you should benefit from growth. But you know, of course, with rises, with falls comes rises, and with rises comes falls. And it's just all about that, you know, whatever you're comfortable with is where you should be invested. And you know, nothing is guaranteed when it comes to performance. Yeah, a lot of factors combined together over the recent years, you know, with COVID and Brexit and, and all those other things you mentioned. And yeah, I mean, we, we saw that with with a, a number of, uh, of clients in terms of um, you know e-commerce. We can very easily see the the statistics on that. And you know, in twenty twenty one, people have have the money to spend with the um, with the furlough money, for example, and therefore yeah. consumer spending was quite high and into twenty twenty two, which is last year. Although I keep saying that it's still this year. Uh, yeah, it, we saw across the board that that was down, and that's just a trend. And yeah, it says it's about how you can you know navigate people people and your clients through that, and it's the same yeah. with our clients. We have to navigate that. We have to adapt to the changes. Um, and uh, and do the best job you can and, and think about long-term with everything. It's the same as digital marketing. Long-term, um, yeah. you know, tends to, tends to be uh, the, the way to go. Although clients always want returns as quickly as possible. But it's, 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 of course they do. It's, it's, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's only natural for us. You know, if we're, if we're spending money or investing money, we often want something back from that. And we're we're impatient creatures, and you know that's that's kind of where where I come in. In that you know, if if anyone does make any kind of investment with us or their existing clients, they have that service, that ongoing service, um, where they can contact us at any time, and and we can have a chat through what any concerns are, and and hopefully you know alleviate those concerns. Okay. So let's move on. In terms yep. of the, the best part of your job, what would you say that is? Yeah, this is this is a really easy one. Um, so going back to when I first came into the industry, because a family made a mistake with their money. Okay, so so the 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 thing that gets me out of bed in the morning is stopping me people making mistakes with their money. So and that that really is the crux of what I do. If I, if I can stop people from making very easy mistakes with their money, whether or not that be poor decisions on investing, poor tax strategies, or you know, um, talking about opening a pension, for example, a lot of people haven't even done that, especially you know, our age group and our, our kind of generation. If, if I can stop people making mistakes with their money, then as far as I'm concerned, that's job done. And and it really is that simple. Great, and and it goes back to the the idea of helping people and, and feeling good. And exactly, if you've had you know issues in the past that you feel like you want to to help people with, and that's that's a really good thing. Um, in terms of like people getting into into um, the financial planning industry, what would you say? Um, you know, is is some advice that you would give for the next generation? Um. Is there something that you would have done differently to kind of get to where you are sooner? 
Um, what what kind of advice could you give to the next generation? Because I know if I look back at the younger me, I would have done a lot of things, a lot of different things sooner than I've since learned. So I'm sure you have done. Yeah. Um, the, the the big one for me, okay, is within this industry, you can you can do your qualifications and you can jump into advising. You know, you could you could you could go you could go away. Uh, spend however long it takes to do your qualifications and you could become a financial planner, okay? It's the best thing, best piece of advice that I can give to anyone that's new coming in into the industry is to take your time and to learn your craft. To, to, to go back to how I started in the industry with, you know, I was fortunate enough to go out in meetings with advisors and you know they were able to you know give me that experience was incredibly valuable and then moving on to a more specialist area of the power planning and technical research side of things the knowledge that i built up in in those years was was fantastic and then also having the opportunity to sit on the investment committee as well now all this experience has made me into the planner that i am today and if i hadn't have taken my time and if I hadn't have learned my craft, then I would never have had that experience and I'd never have been the advisor that I am today. And, you know, some people, some people can jump straight in. Um, but it's important that, you know, sometimes you do sit back and you do take a look at yourself and have a look in the mirror and you think to yourself, what's going to work best for me? How, how, how can I, over the next 20, 30, 40 years of my career, be the best banner that I can be? What's the best way I can give the best service to advise to, to, to clients? And and for me, it was taking my time and it was learning my craft. And I, I in terms of that side of things, I wouldn't change anything. So I mean, learning off other people is, is is really important, and clearly that's helped you to get where you are. In terms of like the, the new generation, you know, a lot of people want remote jobs. Like I have my opinions on on, on remote working and um, and you know the younger generation in terms of being able to learn these core skills. How, how do you see it in terms of that? Because it's a completely different landscape these days. Yeah. So our, our industries, um, our industry could go one of three ways, as far as I'm concerned. So for for planners, for advisors, um, prior to COVID, it was a very very on the road face-to-face -face job okay now if you've if you've got to travel two hours to go and see somebody and then two hours home that's that's six hours out of your day and when you get home you could have 20 emails from different clients that all want you to do x y and z which is absolutely fine it's great but that that travel time affects the impact on other clients okay and it affects the service that you can give to other clients so for me it, it comes down to what the clients prefer, okay? So some clients, often business owners that I deal with, often aren't too bothered about meeting me face-to-face -face, and they're quite happy to do it over Teams or Zoom or Google Meet or whatever it might be. Some clients that have been existing clients for a number of years, they just want to, to have a telephone chat. You know, it could be a telephone chat and then if they need anything then they'll get in contact with us and ask me to come over which is absolutely fine as well and then of course you've got some clients which want to meet you face to face they want to see who you are or they want to you know shake your hand they want to have that personal touch which again is brilliant for me 
I love meeting people. I love getting out and I love meeting people. But it is that fine balance. You know, it is always that fine balance between, you know, providing the best service um, and providing that, that you know, that personal touch with, with going out and seeing people. Um, but it is, it is great to, to walk into someone's house uh, and, and see, you know, what life they lead. Nice. But a nice hybrid approach, I think, is 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 kind of a, a good approach too in, in terms of yeah. being able to support everyone, like you say, and, and still provide a good service. Okay, so uh, we're getting close to the end now. In terms of kind of like your final message to, to, to listeners and viewers on YouTube, uh, what would you say is a, a, maybe a, a bit of advice that you could give or, or um, you know, just final words in terms of, you know, how, uh, their wealth and... and, and, and uh, yeah, I'll let you, you do this. Oh. Sure. So obviously prices are rising at the moment, aren't they? You know, we're, we're, we're seeing it in this country. Prices, prices are rising. Inflation is at 10.5% for December. Um, uh, and, and pretty much everyone's feeling the pinch. Okay. No matter who you are, you know, the cost of a basket of food is rising. Cost of a tank of petrol currently falling. But given 12 months ago, it's rising. You know, a pint of milk is rising. But for me, it'd be just to take stock and maybe just take an hour out every month just to find out and just just figure out where you are okay, with your spending and with your saving. Because it's a fine balance. And in the current situation, in the current markets of where we are at the moment, not everybody can save. You know, not everyone is fortunate enough to save. And... If, if you're able to, to save what could be, I don't know, six quid, instead of going the delivery, go and pick your takeaway up, that six quid in three months' time could be 18, could be 36, depending on how many takeaways you have. Those kind of savings, they make, they make the difference. They make the real difference when it comes down to it. And it, it's, it's, it's more around that as well as picking um the doing a bit of research and picking out what could be the best offer out there whether or not it comes down to current accounts or savings account or that kind of thing um but but probably the best advice i can i can take is not let your money get away from you now if you can avoid those overdrafts if you can avoid those loans fantastic do it um and and just take that hour you know it might be even on a sunday when the roast's in just take that hour to uh, to just figure out where you are, what you spend, and what you can spend, and 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 just go from there. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for that. In terms of uh, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, Mike, how would they be able to do that? What's the best way? Yes. Yeah, so you can go on our website, uh, rileywm.co.uk. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Um, so you know you can find me on there as well. Um, but absolutely, be, awesome. be great. We'll add those, uh, we'll add your contact details into the show notes so people can go and visit the description and, um, and click through to the website and get in touch with you, Mike. Thank you very much, Mike, for taking the time today cool. and, and for talking to me. And um, yeah, all the best with your career and uh, and all the best through this, this period and supporting your clients as well. Cheers, George. Thanks for having me on. Cheers.